0: Listen to what my phone can do,
1: abuela. Escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow! Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow! Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer.
0: This episode is brought to you by Accenture.
1: And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
2: Oliver's celebrated its 20th birthday this year. So to mark the occasion, we're re-releasing 20 of our favourite podcast episodes over the next month. Listen again to some old favourites or discover hidden gems you might have missed as we dive deep into the back catalogue. And don't forget, there are more than 400 podcast episodes of The Archive. Just head to olivemagazine.com to find out more. In this episode, Charlotte and Angus from Sea Sisters take us through 10 things you need to know about tinned fish, including what it's like to be the only UK canon factory preserving British caught fish, and why we should all be eating more of the tinned stuff. <laughs> Today we welcome Charlotte and Angus from Sea Sisters, a business they started from their tiny kitchen in a hackney during lockdown. Their tinned fish is produced using sustainable and ethically sourced British fish, prepared by Chef Angus and then canned by hand. They're the only cannery in England and one of only two in the whole of the UK. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hi, thank you so much for having us.
1: Hi, thank you.
2: Thanks for coming to chat to us today. It's been a while since we've done two people, so it'll be great to hear from both of you. You've got quite an amazing story and I've got lots of questions. So let's jump right in with what made you decide to go into what's quite a niche market. Well, I mean,
0: we are huge lovers of tinned fish. Um, We were young and in a transit van bumbling through Europe and we ate a lot of canned food and we had lots of ideas. With Angus being a chef, we We had ideas around restaurants that involved tinned food, potentially bringing out a product. And then obviously we were hit by the the global pandemic. Angus was out of work. I was on maternity leave with our two little children, both um, under two years old. And we wondered what the future looked like. And um, we would make trips to the supermarket and consume lots of canned food at home, tinned tomatoes, tinned fish. Um, and we decided that it was the time to to develop a product. And we decided that tinned fish was the, the product that we were going to do. And we started to research. We did start from our kitchen with regards to um, the development of the products, the, the sort of trials and the testing. And um, all the research we carried out, we were just so surprised that
2: there was no one else canning fish in England. And I'm re- I'm really surprised that you're the only... The only cannery in England and only one and two in the UK. I mean, what? why do you think it, it died out? Because at some point it must have been a pretty big industry here, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's bonkers, actually, that we are the only people doing it. And, um, you know, there was no one to turn to, no one to ask questions. And it was just reading, finding the odd book um, and just researching online. Yeah, delving into that world was... I mean, all sorts of things. It was off-putting. It was inspiring. It was scary. We were getting into something that was felt like it was, you know, above us. But we just were so determined to do it, and um, we just carried on tinkered, tinkering away in our little kitchen.
0: I guess also, you know, we so much of tinned food was happening in Europe at the time, and bef- you know, pre-Brexit, um, and people didn't need to consider. Um, the import export we we bought everything in from other countries.
2: Yeah, because I I went to um, Portugal this year, and obviously that's huge for they've got whole shops devoted to tinned fish there with the most beautiful artwork, which I think we're going to talk about later. Um, you know, and and over you know in Spain and Portugal, um, in Italy, it's something that's seen as a, a premium product. You know, whereas I think we just don't see it like that.
1: Yeah, totally. We were eating the most incredible sardines in Brittany out of cans going down into Spain and having the you know, incredible galithian muscles in Escobesh. And it was just inspiring and the artwork and the color and everything about it was inspiring for us. And, um, it really it kind of, you know, attracted our palates as well as our eyes. And we just, yeah, uh, it was a, it was a dream, but only until lockdown and yeah. then it kind of happened.
2: Can you tell us a bit about the actual process of canning as in the mechanics of it everything that we do we do in a um, in our
0: cannery which is um kitted out and we use um food scientists to do all of our thermal processing so if oh, okay. you, you know to get an idea of actually the the process of 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 canning fish um there, it, it goes through a process of being, you know, if the fish comes in, it gets deboned, it gets cooked and then it gets packed into cans, seamed with a can seamer and then goes through a very um, high sterilisation process in in a retort, which is the thermal processing.
2: So, yeah, it's great that you you started from your home kitchen experimenting, but then obviously, you know, with any food business, you have to go into the proper health and safety checks and, and, and doing something like you're doing, which does have... Risks if you don't do it properly, like any food preparation does. That you've Absolutely. got a, you've got a proper setup now, which which obviously comes with a, a higher price as well. So you know you've got all of those considerations. Talking about the process, um, can we talk a bit about how you prepare the fish for canning, Angus? Because I know that you you are a chef. You've worked in various kitchens, quite famous kitchens. Um, did you bring a lot of that to bear with the recipes that you put inside the can?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was drawn to certain types of fish just from working with it in the restaurants, uh, but also had to consider what was going to work in the can. Um, so, you know, the, the initial rounds of testing uh, were focused on fish that weren't so much championed in the fish world because we wanted to have an edge, we wanted to be different. Um, and some of those we're going to go back to because they were very successful. But we landed on three products that we were really happy with um one of which you n- never or i don't think you've ever seen in, in a can uh which is pollock um so we wanted to do a spin on bacalao which is uh, portuguese salt cod um a recipe that i learned in my early days at trulo is salt cod poached in olive oil which has been infused with garlic and bay leaves so it's a really fragrant garlicky oil and you get lovely big flakes of the fish and i was from the day dot I was just dreaming of that in a can and wanted wanted to make it work and uh, we turned to pollock because it's really sustainable and plentiful in our waters so we trialed and trialed with that cod um, when it's salted it's a long process so we've had to work on that to try and make it uh, actually viable because we can't spend you know these these weeks drying it all out and salting (laughs) it and It needs to be a quick process so we've got there now and we're really happy with it
0: i mean in the early days angus was um sort of doing the experimenting at home and we had lots of um (laughs) we had lots of fish drying (laughs) in the kitchen um we had lots of salting going on and, and even we're not living in the same house now but um, we even had um, a fridge um, in the living room <laughs> where we were kind of keeping everything separate to our home. Commercial fridge. Our home, um, sh-
1: fridge co- our was home
0: shopping. <laughs> oh, um, the God. things that you do in the early days of of starting something that you laugh at um, in hindsight. Um, and the girls, we've got two little girls. Um, they just got. And the in the early days, it was like, "Oh, there's a commercial fridge in our kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. Um, but then um they they just got so used to 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 living with a fridge um, not
1: being able to hear pepper pig on the TV, oh. yeah
0: <laughs>
2: for those, yeah, because it made a big buzzing
0: yeah. sound for those first few months. That was quite quite funny. but yes,
2: and you use other quite unusual ingredients, I mean, not unusual, but like clever, like you use Somerset cider and deer, which is a Calabrian um sort of. Uh, salami like spreadable salami um so you're bringing a a bit of your chef kind of knowledge into the the recipes too
1: yeah to to bring uh, my chefing experience into the cans was really important for us and uh, is an amazing ingredient i've always loved using it and uh we felt it was a really good match with our muscles so we just made a nice little escabeche and um marinated the mussels in and the induya and it just comes together wonderfully in the can again somerset cider that's made by our family friends down on in borough hill uh so we've drunk that cider at glastonbury at the cider bus for years and years nice and to now have it in a product <laughs> that we're making is yeah special for us
2: yeah it's fantastic, fantastic.
1: And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples free shipping and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: When you've developed the recipe and you're happy with the flavor and then you can it, does it change in the canning process and you have to, um, you know, allow for that?
1: Yes, it does. Yes, There are certain things that change, like spice levels, acidity. They're the two main things, so you really have to consider that. And also how much and what what preparation goes into the, the fish um, or seafood, you know, whatever it is. So whether that's being cooked to a certain point, you know, you have to play everything just right. Um,
0: <clears throat> There's lots of sort of and back so and forth, isn't there? And
1: I'm a chef and I've, you know, I'm not... I'm a bit uh, of a home cook, and I'm not never really precise. It's just you a know, bit of this bit of that kind of thing. This has totally changed for me. I've had to to the very gram, and that's on a huge level, so instead of doing two kilos of cuttlefish, I'm prepping two hundred kilos of cuttlefish um and I've done that on my own, yeah, working long, long days and cuttlefish, if anyone's prepared it before, is not the easiest
2: <laughs> yeah they're they're tough aren't they. So we had um, uh, Theo Randall was in on Monday, and he was he was talking about how much he loves cuttlefish. So I feel like it's bubbling under as a trend. Cuttlefish is going, but he, but what he was saying was, get your fishmonger to skin it because it's hell to skin. I so that's also what he was talking about. Is not it? you know we've
0: <laughs> had in regards to the cuttlefish, there's um, you know there's news around the sustainability and the fact that it's not. Um,
1: it's just the, the manner in which it's often caught is not good for the seabed. Um, oh, really? Okay. But we've, we're using pot caught or trap caught cuttlefish, uh, which is static pots, long kind of lobster pots, and they just, yeah, they're ethically caught, which is really important to us because you see often see cuttlefish and squid in cans. A lot of the time, yeah, it's not come from the, the best. Um,
2: Because you want to avoid the dredging, don't you, of the sea, which is because I think they sort of swim along the bottom, don't they? So so you kind of um, because I know sustainability and sourcing is really important for you. So do you kind of go to different fisheries to source different fish?
1: We've built relationships with either third party kind of fish wholesalers or fisheries via the restaurants. So there are um, organic mussel farm uh, that we use is FOI down in Cornwall um, and they're award-winning fantastic mussels, the most plump, delicious, perfectly saline mussels. and um, yeah we've we've made a really good relationship with them and we we've um, started using Dorset cockles from the Dorset shellfish company and again working direct with the source. So it's really nice to be able to connect with these you know these people, Working specifically on one, one, one part of the fishing industry.
0: We, the story of our fish is really important to us, and we want to know as consumers ourselves where does our food come from. And something like the the pollock, you know, we're trying to change the mindset of our of our customers to understand more about pollock in that it has the same flavour and texture profile as cod. Um, but as we discussed before, it's, it's plentiful in the UK. Um, where do we buy our cuttlefish from? You know, we, we buy it pot caught because we know it doesn't have impact on, on the environment. We make sure that we, we get all of our fish when it's in season and therefore it's plentiful. Um, we, we constantly talk about that. So we know and we feel confident when we're eating something that we're, we're not a part of anything that's going to be disruptive or, or negative to the environment.
2: Obviously, sustainability is really important to you. And and you were talking a bit there about mussels and you had some stories about why they're so good for us and the planet. Um, Let's let's do a little deeper dive into the mussels.
0: Mussels are so delicious. And if we're thinking about the future of of, of actually um, feeding ourselves nutrient dense protein, And things like bivalve mollusks mollusks are really, really important to us. Um, They are packed full of nutrients and they also do great things when they're growing. So the rope grow mussel farms that we've we've used, um, as the mussels grow, they clean the waters. They really encourage um, biodiversity. And it's it's told that the, um, the emissions that are let off from growing mussels are far less than even um, from growing a field of vegetables. Yeah. Oh, really? They actually wow.
1: sequest carbon. So say if there was uh, two, uh, a tonne of mussels harvested, yeah. there'd be, you know about quarter of a tonne of carbon is sequestered into their shells. That's amazing. so amazing. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're superfood. And I would absorbing. go so
0: far to say, if I can be slightly controversial, um, that they would be they could be considered a great vegan food if you're thinking of being vegan around the environment because they do so many wonderful things for us yeah. and they give back in such a positive way
2: yeah cuz i i think you on your on your notes you said they create underwater ecosystems whilst cleaning the water as they grow which again I mean come on what don't they do (laughs) exactly Exactly.
0: yeah and actually our our muscles one of the things that we're really passionate about is creating a no waste production process and we're constantly thinking how can we um, reuse the waste for example our shells um, what do we do with the remnants of our fish? And we, we find homes for everything. Um, our shells for our, from all our shellfish, both our cockles and our mussels, are sent to um, an incredible shell artist um, called Blocker Wilson. And she makes these amazing um, shell, um, shell houses and grottoes. She fills ceilings with them. She creates art. Um, so that makes us feel really good that nothing nothing goes to waste. And things like our our cuttlefish um, leftovers and, and fish, we, we create stocks with them or we freeze them for the fishing community and they're used as bait.
2: That's amazing.
1: Mm. And actually the cuttlefish bone is used by jewellers and has done for centuries. So wow. the inside of it is kind of soft and you can... Yeah create your uh
2: like a cast, cast yeah
1: create your cast with it and it's not sensitive to heat so you can throw in your you know your molten hot silver or gold into the into the cuttlefish, and it will hold it exactly how you've designed which is quite yeah. cra- crazy that,
2: that's incredible I, I went to have a look at um uh, blot Kerr Wilson she's called yeah yes. and you said um it's a uh, Bally Malo cooking school shell yeah. house if you if you um search for that you can see it. But you you must love the fact that your your muscle shells go off and make art. I mean that's so fascinating isn't it's it It's
0: wonderful, isn't it
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's I mean as I was saying earlier, you know, tin fish is very trendy now because of the art. You know, you've got you've got lovely little um, labels on yours. Is that the the your daughters the Sea Sisters Yes, yes they yeah. are.
0: Yeah. Um they're yes, we're without being too cheesy, they're sort of representing what you know, the, the future and yeah. sort of moving forward in a really positive way. So yeah, they are the little sea sisters.
1: And they were also such a big part of the brand from the early days. They were, you know, knee high, just grappling my legs whilst I was filleting Pollock left, right, and centre. Are
2: they um, are they still a big fans of tin fish or they fight over who's gonna finish the last muscle in the can. Oh, there you go, that's
1: fantastic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just to finish up, what's next for you? What have you got coming up? Well, we've got a
0: tinned fish subscription um, that we're going to launch next month in October. Um, And we think it will be great for anyone that isn't sure what to buy their foodie family for Christmas. Um, So they'll receive a a lovely tin with a recipe um, card in a box every month. Um, and we've got the launch of a couple more products.
1: Yeah, we've got um, the much-loved Cuddlefish in ink. We've been uh, dishing this out at markets for a while just for samples to see what people were thinking. We actually did Soho Farmhouse Food Festival the other day. And we were giving samples there and people were buying five cans a go. So.
2: Amazing. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. down well,
1: didn't <laughs> it? <The winner>. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're really pleased with that one, and we've got our Dorset cockles in chili oil about to be released.
2: Oh wow, that sounds fantastic!
0: We're yeah. also canning our range of mussels. Um, they they go through a period of in the summer of spawning, um, and the meat isn't um, isn't good to to then eat for a period of time. So we wait for them to be plump and ready to harvest again, and, and we'll be canning them when they're at their their best in the in the colder months. So you'll um, be busy
2: busy in the winter then.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, and where can people go and buy uh, the the tin fish, and where should they keep in contact with you? Oh well, we we sell
0: everything directly to our um, customers on our website, um, which is eastlondoncanning.com, and we we do all of our sales really in communication via Instagram. So if anyone ever wants to reach out, it's really lovely to get messages via via Instagram or our email via our website um
2: and we're stocked in lots of shops and delis across the uk now yeah so people can try and your instagram's at sea uk is that right? That's, right that's right yes brilliant okay well thanks for coming to chat to us again charlotte and angus it's been an absolute pleasure thank, thank you, you
1: having so having much us. for having it's us it's been a really good experience and we loved it
2: thank you for listening to the olive podcast for recipes and more information head to olivemagazine.com do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats hacks and shortcuts and don't forget to subscribe at itunes acast spotify or wherever you get your podcasts